We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. My name is Jari Bolander. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ethos Podcast. On this podcast, we're going to take a deep dive into the traits, values, beliefs, and skills of all sorts of entrepreneurs to learn how to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient world. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. I wanted to jump in quickly and let you know about the release of the audio version of my book, The Entrepreneur Ethos, narrated by David A. Knasser. If you want to support the show, you can buy it wherever audiobooks are sold. Links are also in the show notes. Now on to my guest for today, Sam Kamani, tech innovator, CEO of Product Done, and most recently, the co-founder of Insider, an app that helps people in learning about investing without risk. Sam grew up in India and moved to New Zealand to attend college. After college, he made himself useful by offering to help businesses wanting to do e-commerce when only 1% of businesses were done online. He quickly made a name for himself as the go-to person to help businesses gain traction online. From there, he started several businesses, first selling supplements online and then turning his attention to digital products. His company, Product Done, helps entrepreneurs identify and build a marketable product in the SaaS and mobile app spaces. In addition to running his companies, Sam has authored two business books and host the podcast, Want Money, Got Money. Sam's advice for entrepreneurs is to start small and to build a minimum viable product first. Finding your buyers before building to scale is key. He also believes playing the long game 
and getting people engaged and interested in your product is far more important than making the quick sale. Now, let's get better together. Sam Kamani, welcome to the podcast. It's great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. So looking forward to this. Oh, yeah. Well, me too. I mean, you you had me on your pod, which is about to drop in a, probably a week or so. And yes. we met through uh, uh, Brendan over at Master Talk, who we both have a problem trying to say his last name. So I'm just going to say <laughs> Brendan at Master Talk. Thank you. We thank you for uh, <clears throat> introducing us. And um, I, you're just, it's super interesting. You've got a lot of really cool things going on. Um, and, but, you know, before we talk through all that, you know, the the question I always like to ask is, so why don't you tell me, uh, how you got to do what you're doing today? That's a very good question. Um, I've had a long journey as, as all of us have. So, um, about 19 years ago, I moved to New Zealand from India, 19 or 20 years ago, I moved to New Zealand and, studied here and all that. And then I couldn't find a job um, as with a lot of new sort of fresh graduates, immigrants, all that stuff, uh, international student. It was very, very challenging. I did all sorts of odd jobs, but at the same time, I um, always try and give first. So I was, I started helping businesses to get um, traction online. And this is, we are talking about 2004 when I was when graduated out of university, 2003. And, and slowly my name started to spread that, hey, this guy can help you get traction online or get customers online. Online wasn't that big back then. Like globally, less than 1% of all commerce was done done online. So e-commerce made 1%, 99% was retail, <laughs> physical in shops. So uh, this is a different world back then. So yeah, um, so that's how I started. And that's how I managed to get into my first business. Um, we sold um, health supplements, nutraceutical products. We had our own brand. And um, that was my first sort of startup, you can say, purely e-commerce um, in 2007. And I grew that company quite a bit. I sold that in 2015. And that was my first um, exit. After that, I wanted to go back into something that's not a physical product. That is something a lot more scalable. So I went into esports. Um, once again, I grew that startup from 80,000 monthly active users to 300,000 monthly active users in about eight months. Wow. Um and wow. I managed to become COO and got a small stake in the company and all that. Um, with that, I was based in Bay Area, pretty much where you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. In cool. in 2018. And then that got acquired by another agency who liked the technology. Um, so... Um, yeah, so that was 2018. And then I got together with a friend of mine while I was still working at and looking at what's the next thing I want to do. So I started an agency with a friend of mine and we help people build um, SaaS products, mobile apps, all those things. Um, in 2018, yeah, we started that in around 2018. However, um, in 2020, um, me and one of my developer, we have been working on building a product to gamify the whole trading and investment experience. We yes. want to get more people excited yes, yes. about investing. Um, you won't believe it, but you know, in countries like India, 98% of people 
own no stocks or cryptocurrency or anything. I mean, like- that's the way it is here in the US. Not very many people own stock. I mean, generally, Ex- they, you know, they may have a pension fund. 401k, yes. But you know, surprising thing, 48% of families don't even have that. Yeah. So yeah. so when the last 80 years, when the stock market in US has done exceedingly well, the, the bottom 50% are not going to see any effect. It's like saying that, oh, the stock market is up 40% this year or in 2020. Does that mean everyone is 40% richer in US than a year ago? No, <laughs> than not in at 2019? All. No, 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 no. No, not even close. It's like one in one in three in, in New York State now relies on food stamps and things like that. And like it's insane the numbers. Like the the bottom thirty percent is just not um, getting any benefit. And because I used to be like one of those person who never invested, never looked into it. It's just because I found it all too complex. I found it too boring, and I felt it was too risky. And it is risky when you don't know what you are doing. So I want to remove risky. these three things by building this platform called Insider. So Insider spell E N S Y D R. Um, Insider, you can check it out. And basically, you can go. You can. It's we made it like a game. We have removed all the risk, so you can predict the price, whether it's of Tesla stock or Bitcoin or whatever it might be. And um, if you get things right, you win points, which will later on convert into rewards. We are still building this platform. It's, um, it's just in beta version at this stage. But we seem to be getting traction. We are getting like a user every few hours. So yeah, I've signed up for it. I I did some, you know, played around with it a little bit. It's 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 interesting. It's kind of, you know, I, I like I like the premise of that and 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 the education piece. I mean, you know, even like cryptocurrency people are like how do i participate in cryptocurrency so it's really complicated because they make it that yes. way because you got to be like a geek and i mean i even own cryptocurrency but i don't understand yeah. it and i should because i have a degree in engineering i should you would think i'd understand it but i don't same with investments and so you know that that's just really cool we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that a little later um but the absolutely the, you but you had the the um the firm that you were you talked about, you know, in the 2018 timeframe, which I think you're still involved with. Yes. Can can you can you explain a little bit about what that is? Because I remember looking at it. Product done. Yes. Yeah, product done. That's the one. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and what's cool about like product done, like I love the action of we'll just get it done for you. But yeah, why don't you explain? It's a little bit different than a normal agency, which. I really like because I personally feel that, you know, everyone's got great ideas. The ability to execute an idea is important, needs to be democratized for lack of a better word, because sometimes even a good idea can't make it and you want to be able to have more, more shots on goal. Right. So, so once you, yeah, explain product done a little bit, because it's pretty cool. Sure, sure. So um, basically what we do is we work with um, early stage founders or tech startup founders, um, especially um, non-technical founders who have an idea. They might have an idea for a SaaS product or a mobile app, and they come to us, they explain the idea to us, and we take them through a process. So we help them build a roadmap for their startup, and then we help them build 
um, a very small first version or in some cases like a minimum viable product that they can afford or pay weekly so they can test it out. Um, in some cases, uh, MVP is not even required. So we just say that, hey, you know, why don't you go and find some people who are ready to use it or who are commit who or who would commit to using this, uh, however you want to get that commitment, whether it's by a credit card or, or however it is done. Um, first find out if it is even needed. So that's the, the thing we first um, say to our clients. So so yeah, we have uh, multiple projects that we, we are helping people build. However, that is all um, in theory. In reality, um, most founders don't want to build an MVP. They want something massive. They don't want to start with a, just a one room house um, and, and get on the property ladder. They want to start with a mansion with three tennis courts and five swimming pools and 18 car garage. So it is, of course, a lot easier than, so it's kind of, we do, I end up doing a lot of education work for people in a way by explaining to that, that, hey, like build an MVP for, see if anyone even uses it, see if anyone wants it. And, and you know, the other thing is that if people use your incomplete product, then you have a much higher chance that someone will use a complete product. If 100%. you build a complete full product and no one is using it, then... Where, where do you go? It's pretty much money lost. <laughs> oh yeah. I've been on companies like that. So <laughs> yes. I know, I know all too well, the, oh, I got a great idea. I'm going to go spend a lot of time on it, build, build, build. And then, oh, no one wants to buy it. Yeah. With, with, with like hardware companies that sometimes, I mean, it's hard not to build hardware, but it is yeah. very hard, yes. but you know, it, it's, it's just so, I just wish, well, it, it's a good I, it's a good way to go because a lot of times, literally, it, it's all about which idea or which incarnation of the idea is going to work, and the sooner you find that out, the better. Yeah, and um, you know, I would give you. Can I give you like a practical? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suggestion, like, yeah, yeah. um, if it's a hardware company, I would be tempted to do like a very small ad campaign based on just the the graphical prototype of how it would look like mm -hmm. as if it is live and and get like you know um not even pre-order sell it sell to 10 people and then as soon as they pay um contact them and say thank you so much for your support um we would like to refund you your money we are building this. We want to see that there is a demand, there is a need. And not only we'll refund you, we'll give you 10%, 20%, whatever, 50% off for the product when it is ready and we'll contact you. So then you really know, because, you know, people, when you ask people, they say anything. They, because they want to make, they're, they're nice and they want to make, they don't want to, um, you know, piss you off. When oh, you no, no, that, no, that, that's true. That, that's so like, true. I love that. It's like, you know, it's like if, if a mother is showing her baby to you, you're not going to say, man, that baby is ugly. No. <laughs> you're not going to say that. No, so if a, if an entrepreneur full of um, enthusiasm has come to you and showing you their baby that they are so passionate about, you're not going to say, man, this idea sucks. You need to go home and <laughs> and cry in a corner. <laughs> so So people say anything. Thing, but people really vote with their wallets. So, you know, follow the money kind of thing. So if people are really happy to buy it, um, if it's a hardware product, then yes, then then that is it. You you are onto something. Then it is worth investigating, worth building a prototype. Totally. No, I'm totally with you. It, it, and I've learned this the hard way. 
<laughs> again, <laughs> you know, I've been doing this entrepreneur gig for 25 years and there's been so many times where it's just been, oh, how did we miss this? But, you know, in, nowadays it's a lot easier to do just yes. that prototype, especially software. I mean, that's why I like, you know, product yeah. done, your, your product done idea yes. concept is so much better. I mean, it, yeah, put a little skin in the game, got to spend some money. Okay. Like that means, are you committed? I mean, I was listening to a podcast. Um, it's the, the founder of Turing, which yes. do, you, do you know who Turing is? Have you heard of Turing? I have heard of it, but I haven't looked into it a lot. So yeah, so they're a a, a company that does development for hire. So basically, you know, find the top developers all around the world and hire them. And and it's you know, a bit they, like top top tell. Top, exactly, but they focus they focus only on developers. So they're oh. only on technical developers. Um, and so VJ, there's their their CTO, I think I think it's their CTO uh, and co-founder. Um, was on a podcast called uh, Productive AI with my friend Troy. And he, well, they were talking about how they use AI to, to, to like make sure that there's a fit, you know, with the developer. But he said this concept about uh, founder market fit, which I've never heard before. He was the first one to say this. And I'm like, that is so true. It's like, you may have this great idea, but that you may not have the skills to execute that idea. And you just may not, may not, just may not be for you. So this whole idea of the, you know, your product done thing and how how do you, is there any way that you just sort of evaluate whether or not whoever is going to come to y'all with a bag of money and an idea, if you're like, yeah, maybe that you shouldn't be doing this. Do you have that kind of, I, how, how do you just, yeah, how, how do you do that? Just openly, like the thing is that the first thing is that it is a lot of risk for a founder. So we want to remove the risk for a founder for them to go and test it out, to try it out. Um, th- that is the first thing. So we don't charge like lump sum in the like a lot of app development companies they are like 50% upfront 50% if an app is going to be i don't know 40,000 to develop or 30,000 to develop they'll be pay as 15,000 upfront 15,000 but so many times as you know with software the projects go nowhere it ends up with full of bugs because a the founder cannot limit their um, expectations and the number of features they want they want everything they want salesforce from day one um they want like Facebook and LinkedIn yep. and yep. Twitch and everything combined on day one. So it's like, it's just not going to happen. It's it's a recipe for disaster. Um, so what we do is we work with them hourly that, hey, look, these are the, the say, the, these are the features, say, if you're building, we build one thing at a time, you pay us for this small part, we build that small part. So we go that way. So it's really manageable for them. So they can manage their cash flow and pretty much anyone can afford to build a product when we do it that way. The the second thing is that, as you know, entrepreneurship is not a destination. It is a journey. Um, so Indeed. most founders, they might not have the founder product fit or the founder market fit initially. Founder market fit, yeah. Yes. Like um, but as they... Um, as they as they progress in that journey, they would learn. Um, just like what you're doing now is very different to what you're doing five years ago. But what you're doing five years ago 
has led you to this so what when they get started from there you know they a lot of them are working for a bank or they have their small business or they they want to move into entrepreneurship and they want to be a tech startup founder so they when they get started at least they have a hope of making mistakes learning from them and going from there on so because just like you know the the first post that you write on linkedin um, is not going to go viral. First post, first post you make on TikTok, or, is not or your viral. first podcast. Yes, is not going to go viral <laughs> and be same level as as Tim Ferriss. You know, so yeah, it's totally. fine. It is okay. It is okay. Give yourself that permission to fail, and that's why spend less, build a MVP, do it what you can without even an MVP. Build a community first around your product. If it's a B2C, of course. Um, if it's a B2B, get one commitment from one business, one enterprise that they are ready to use your product. You know, whatever you can do without even building, do that first. Start your journey. Because if you never start, you'll never reach. Um, you won't be playing like Kobe on day one, but you have to start somewhere. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And I think you know, it's, it's the barrier to entry for like apps and other things that has been the real, I don't know if it's like the real, well, well, what I'm trying to say is that like the great thing about now having this sort of development strategy where like no code is an example where, you know, you can build a lot of things just to sort of test it out because we all know it's all about like seeing what works and, 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 and what you, the idea you start with is hardly ever the idea you finish with because absolutely you learn. And that learning process, like you said, like when someone puts their their credit card down and says, I want to buy that, that's the signal. Every yes. other thing is a vanity metric, in my opinion. And this has yes. taken me 25 years to learn. Yes. The only metric that matters is sales. Yeah. For... Actually, can I give my opinion on that? Yeah, to yeah, of course. Over yeah. time, I have learned there are two metrics that counts. And Ooh. there is another metric that is even more worth it than sales. If wow. I had a choice between sales and the other thing I'm going to tell you, I would choose the other thing. And that is engagement. Go for engagement every single time over sales. Because because, um, to give you an example, um, if you had an opportunity to make $50 right now on the spot or choose the option B, which is make $500 in five years time, which one would you take? Also, the other thing is the 500 million is tax-free. Um, the $50 right now, you will have to pay 30% tax. I would take the 500 million in five years. Yeah. So <laughs> if you want 500 million in five years, build something that has engagement. Do not worry about, do not worry about that instant $50 cash. That's all I'm saying. Play the mm-hmm. long game. And to give you an example, it is like whether it is Facebook or Instagram or or Tesla or any, any successful multi-billion dollar company you would see, they did not 
or or Instagram or WhatsApp or Clubhouse, they don't optimize immediately for the $50 immediately. They optimize for completely dominating the market in 10 years time. So yes, Amazon didn't make any money in profits for the first 24 years, but that is fine because they're playing the long game in life and in, in everything pretty much. Anyone who plays the long game wins. Anyone who plays the short game loses. And the short game focuses on sales. The long game focuses on engagement. So I focus on engagement. For Insider, I'm not going to charge people anything for the first three years because I want to make sure that there is engagement. People are coming back over Hmm. and over again. Um, You can get sales by doing Facebook ads, Google ads, all that, but that is not real. That is not sustainable. I feel like advertising is just a tax on, on a bad product. So I agree with you on that. I will... I have been really struggling with the whole ad game, the digital ad game. And I, I agree, but, but then, okay. So engagement's important, but so then how do you feed yourself when you're trying to go for investment? If you want to completely dominate the market, if you want to build that next $80 billion company, you have to go for investment. It's like, look at the top 50 companies in any country, in any city, in any state, and I can guarantee you that all 50 of them are funded when it comes to tech startups, software tech startup. Hmm. Hmm. So then how do you measure engagement? I, I'm tr- I'm intrigued by this because... Okay, engagement, like Clubhouse. You know of Clubhouse, right? I, the new I, I, yes, I I'm familiar. <laughs> yes. I haven't been invited yet. I'm not So by you that. know, people <laughs> are spending even 10 hours on it, some people. Wow, really? Yes, a day, a day, and consistently, 8 to 10 hours. Um, it is so, so addictive. It is... Do they have to? Did you ever see a Google ad or a YouTube ad of Clubhouse? Join Clubhouse, no. buy Clubhouse. No. Exactly. When no. the product is good, you will not have to do any advertising. You know, in yeah. 29, 2019, um, for, uh, General Motors spent nearly $3 billion in advertising. Um, Ford spent $2.4 billion. Fiat Chrysler spent $2.2 billion. Do you know how much Tesla spent on advertising? Yeah, I, I know the answer. $0. It's zero. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, same thing. Did WhatsApp have to advertise when it first started? Did Facebook have to advertise when it started? Did Instagram have to run ads in newspaper and yellow pages? No, they don't have to. When you have product market fit, when you have really high engagement, all that takes care of itself. Hmm. When you have really high engagement, people are stuck to your product. Same with TikTok. Right. So, so, okay. So, so let's say you don't want to be this behemoth thing. Let's say you, you don't, you want to have, I don't like the term lifestyle company, but I'll use it because that's a term of art. Let's say I want a lifestyle company. I want to build, I want to build product done. Like I, I want to have something like that. How do I know that something either like product done or some product that I'm building that I don't want it to be massive? It is a service company. Product done is a service company. If you want okay. to build service company, then that's fine. Service company, you are revenue positive from day one. We are charging hourly. So we pretty much the first client comes in, you start charging them. And, and that is absolutely fine. What about what about other? niche products that won't be like as big as TikTok or Snap or Facebook. How how do you, how do you, so how do you measure in, well, how do you 
the balance between engagement and sales. Like, it, let, let's just say, just hypothetically, you don't yes. want to get investment. You want to build a company, a good company, a software as a service platform, but you want to figure out if someone will actually use it. Um, yes. And you know, you, you, you have every intent, of course, to make it a good product. So what, what are the metrics that you would go for that? Because like, let's say you don't want to get investment. Let's say you want to bootstrap it, which may or may not be the right way to go. But um, how, then how does this sort of this engagement model that you have work itself out? Um, okay, so the even if you have built a B2B SaaS product, Mm -hmm. um, engagement will come into play. How much are people in our business are using your product? Because if they are not really using your product, um, it is just a matter of time that they cancel their subscription. Um, you will have a lot higher churn. But if everyone is addicted to it, if everyone is using it, if it's part of their um, their whole system that it relies on, then there is just no way. So one of the company in New Zealand is zero. Um, yeah, I so, use them. I love them. Yeah. So when zero started, once again, they didn't make money for so many years, eight, nine years. And, but, that, but that is fine because they had this big vision of becoming that platform. And I don't know how much they're worth, but they'll be worth lots, like probably 50 billion or more. Um, and once again, it's like every small business now relies on zero to do all their accounting. Um, because when they started 2007, eight, um, I mean, back then, it was very unique that it automatically synced with your bank account and did everything by itself. I, and it was all on cloud. I when, love zero. <laughs> so when you had to, back in those days, I remember um, having, because I had the small business and we had to get like a CD from QuickBooks or, or Intuit yeah, and then we had to yeah. load it on a software Crazy. and then every time there's a new update they'll send you a new cd and and this was all on the web and then when i was traveling in us i was traveling in australia or anywhere in the world i could just go online through a browser login and it was just amazing it was all on cloud you could be anywhere and i could see what people uh, company is spending where we'll be you know um, getting invoices from when people are paying us all that stuff so um once again we were logging in it into it every day so engagement mattered um and you know how much people are engaging with your product it does make a difference and and your churn will be directly proportional to it hmm. Hmm. not convinced yet <laughs> but but i like that's fine, the, that's fine. I, no, but but the, I like what you're talking about no I, I, and i'll tell you why um because i i I get asked a lot yes. through through what I do for a living, you know, JSY PR and marketing about storytelling and growing brands and all that sort of stuff. And I always get asked the question about when do we spend money on digital ads? When do what's the digital digital strategy? Um, and I honestly, I'm not a fan of running ads. I, I'm not. I just I'm not because I don't. I, I know people say you can metricize it. You can see if it works. You get an ROI. Yes. I don't, I, I've never seen a good ROI from digital ads. You, you can, if it's commodity maybe, but I mean, there's something to what you're saying. I'm just not, I'm, I'm a little bit skeptical because I've been at companies where we had quote unquote engagement, but then when we, uh, you know, 
said, okay, are you going to pay for this? No one paid for it, which probably then means we really didn't have as much engagement as we thought. As you thought, yes. So and what what is the yeah. what is that engagement metric that actually translates into eventually into sales? Um, I know some people say that it is NPS score, like, you know, net yeah. promoter score, but it is so hard to measure NPS score. I know there is another um, New Zealand based startup. Now they're based in Portland, actually. Um, um, ask nicely. Um, they do net promoter score that if, you know, if you are promoting, if your net promoter score is high, that means all your customers are promoting it to their friends. But it is so hard when you do a survey. I don't trust surveys <laughs> because people <laughs> once again say whatever they want. They click the nearest right. option, you know, right, <laughs> they, right, right, right. I, I don't trust it. So, um, so I, I don't really know the answer to that. Um, but yeah. As in, like, what is the metrics of how do you, like, for for in the case of zero to QuickBooks, QuickBooks to zero, we nearly didn't log in as much on QuickBooks as we did on zero. So we had, so you're comparing it with your competitor, the engagement factor. So mm. if, what is it replacing? You know, what mm. were, how people were doing it um, before your product? Ha, ha, have you heard of superhuman, the email thing? Yes. Yes, I have heard of Superhuman. The and I don't remember the CEO's name. I know it's a. I think he's an Indian. He's an Indian guy. Yeah, yeah. Indian guy. Yeah, um, yeah. And I don't remember his name off the top of my head. But I don't know, but he's very active on Twitter as well. He is. He is. He did something that was really cool on the survey thing. You know how you know yes. you don't like surveys. I'm a skeptical as well. But he created a way to understand product market fit. And I was blown away by this. And the reason I was blown away by this was because he had a systematic way to figure out if the customers that he had, if they were actually attaining this, what he called obviously product market fit, but the product market fit was related to the simple question of if superhuman went away, would you be disappointed? And he had like very disappointed, somewhat disappointed, not disappointed at all. And that I think is what you're talking about on the engagement. Yeah, and yeah, this is a exactly tool, right? That. So, so I took what he did and I created this thing called a pro- podcast market fit. I actually like wrote an article for rss.com yes. about how do you know if you're, what you're saying on your podcast makes sense. And if, you know, if you've got engagement or whatever, um, and he, he, I don't, he doesn't, I don't know if he uses NPS or not. But what's fascinating is, is that the way he, he called this like an engine, this product market fit engine, because he would constantly churn through it to see if he was getting over this magic threshold. And I don't remember what the number was, but the reason why he did it that way, which again was, was pretty interesting and, and actually really astute, was that he didn't want to blow money on go-to-market growth if he didn't have product market fit, quantifiable product market fit, right? That was like genius. I'm like, wow, like this is the first person that I've seen actually talk about it this way. And and he had based his study on someone else that had done, gosh, I don't know, looked at like a hundred companies was trying to figure again, this product market fit idea is really important. And it, it all had to do with if this went away, how disappointed would you be? Which I think is the metric for 
engagement or heck, I can't live without this. Like Canva. Exactly. Canva is another one down where you yes. are in your next woods. I can't yeah, live without yeah. Canva. Yeah. Canva is the probably the most productive tool I use. It, it, I mean, it's zero amazing. is a close second. It's amazing. Like all like if you look at my show notes, the little graphic, all done in Canva. If you look at this new thing I'm doing called the story funnel, all of those graphics are in Canva. It's just so easy to use. And I I mean, I pay for it. I'm I have a professional account. I pay gladly give those guys money because it's so cool. And I I see what you mean. Like if Canva went away, I'd be very, very upset. I would like, I'm not gonna use Adobe, like you know what I mean? Yeah. Canva is again, they have got insanely high engagement. Yeah. You know, there are lots of online tools, even before Canva, they were that you could go on a cloud base and use something like a paint type stuff, but they are really bad. Their engagement is really low. People never go back on it again. <laughs> they don't spend time on it. Canva, how much time do you spend on Canva compared to any other online designing tool? That's the only one I use. Exactly. <laughs> But there are, there are, you'd be surprised to know, even before Canva and even after Canva, there are lots of tools out there. Well, yeah. The other day I had to edit a PDF file using Adobe, whatever, Uh, their their Adobe suite, which (laughs) don't get me started, Adobe, you piss me off. I mean, so I'm like, I want, I had to edit this thing. Okay. I'm going to edit it. I had to download their like little dashboard to, Yeah. Can you throw office behind me? Throw it, throw a rock at them for me. (laughs) There's that office. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan. And the reason I'm not a fan is like, I had to set this tool up. They gave me like seven day free trial. And then it's like some ridiculous amount of money. I literally only need it for like this one thing. And then I'm never going to use it again. It's sort of like, there's a lot of tools where I only need it like once or twice but there's no free version. It's cumbersome. I've got to have this like installed thing on my Mac. They charge me more because I use a Mac. I have to have the pro version versus the other one because of Windows, like if you're on Windows. Yes. And I'm like, really? I'm like, this is not cool. Like, I don't think this is a good idea. I don't, I don't like the fact that you, it's kind of like when you went to Blockbuster as a kid or when Blockbuster yes. was around and, you know, they charge you a late fee. Like, you make all your money on your late fees and you piss your customers off. You're like, yeah, you go the way of Blockbuster. Not a fan of Adobe. <laughs> just not a fan. I'm like, gosh, you guys just, it's hard to deal with you. I I had to do this one little thing and I had to like go through, it took me 30 minutes to install this whole silly thing. And then I get a seven day trial. Really? Like, <sighs> I know, I know. It's a very integrated model. Um, yeah, and it's very hard for them to change. Um, but yeah, Figma is another one. Yeah, is, Figma. D- Descript is another one. I love Descript. Webflow um, is another one. It is, yeah, lots. They, they have really high engagement. But once again, all these products, whether it's Canva or Zero or Figma or Descript, all these are funded products. They're massive. They're multi-billion dollar products. They're going to be, if they are not yet, um, then they are going to be multi-billion dollar products. So yeah, that's once again comes down to building something. <laughs> the thing is that um, I understand your um, thing that you yeah. were talking about, like building something small and niche, but I am 
I am not that guy. My mindset is very different. I am here to make a dent in the universe. I, I want to build something big. I don't want to build something small. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, okay. I, I want to build something big too, but uh, well, I don't know. Like I've, I've had that in my, in my past. I like, I really wanted to do that. I, I probably one day may do it again, but you know, honestly, to just right now in my life, I want to have a, good company where I provide a lot of value for, for my customers, yes. high engagement. They pay me a fair price for some product or service that I have yet to invent. And, and like, I just run it. Like I just, that's what I want. I don't, I don't need to be zero or Canva or, you know, um, web flow. I don't, I don't want that. I honestly, like, I just want to run my little business and I actually want to get away from charging money for my time. I'd, I'd rather not be a consultant. I'd rather have a product and service business where I sell information products and, you know, help yes. people tell better stories, like have the tools that I'm like all in my head that like, and, 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 and I, I like, now you're making me think more about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's great. The thing is that it all comes it comes back down to self-awareness and knowing what you want in life and what you're passionate about. If you are passionate about helping people, then that's great. It is great. So many small businesses um, in that space will really appreciate the value and the service you provide. So that is great. And you have that self-awareness of what you want and what you want to do yeah yeah that's true yeah got me thinking now why why did you have to like ruin my why'd you have to yuck my yum (laughs) it's like just coming back to insider what we are building is um has a lot of potential it's like you know most of these apps whether it's robin hood or lots of these they're only targeting the top three percent of the people what we want to build is for the remaining 80 percent robin hood is just like for us a lot of them are just us we are building something that is for even people who don't have a bank account even they can participate in the financial markets in some way and be rewarded if they are knowledgeable so what we are building has a 10 to 15 times the potential to be bigger than robin hood so for me, I've always have been ambitious, but previously I didn't have the mindset. In the last few months, I've got the the mindset something has flipped the, what, the switch. What flipped? What flipped the switch? Just, I don't know, just doing more, just going on the journey, believing. It's like three years ago, I could have never thought that I'd be an author. But two years ago, I wrote my first book. Then last oh. year, I wrote my second book. And this year, I'll probably write, write my third book. Um, wow. Once again, two years ago, I would have never thought I would be running a podcast. But last year, I started my podcast and it's doing really well. So everything that I thought that I cannot do, um, I don't think, I don't let perfection come in, its, come in the way of getting started anymore. And and that, that is the key thing that flipped. I no longer care about what people think. I don't no longer care about, previously, I'd be like, oh, if I tell people how ambitious I am that what they laugh at me but now I don't care they can laugh all they want I don't care I'm gonna go on this journey and it's my journey <laughs> I'm gonna do it <laughs> as in or you know give it a shot why wow. not so I if mean, now I, no, if I feel like making a TikTok I make a TikTok I don't worry about what people will say or people will think if I think of tweeting something I tweeted I previously I used to and and that's why I didn't take part in social media for all my life even though I've been an 
early, early user of Twitter and LinkedIn and all those things, but I never posted. It's only in the last six months that I've started posting, started sharing, and and I can see the result. Um, it, it is it's um, exponentially um, increased my increase my um, influence and my own sort of personal brand. And I'm just sharing my journey. I'm not doing anything. I'm not going to any extra effort, and I don't have any specific equipment and shooting cameras and all those sort of things. I just pick up um, for TikTok. I'm walking to office. I just switch on the camera i just talk into it and that's it and sometimes i get like 60 70000 views for a random wow. TikTok, which i think i should not get <laughs> but yeah <laughs> so it, it's it's just being yourself so if and that once again comes down to self awareness and and if if some if it's a lifestyle or a small business you want to do that's great it's as long as you know that's what you want um for me that's not what i want i want to build that that next company that is bigger than Google and Amazon, you know, I want to be that. And, and that's what I like one of my mentor, he, and once again, doing the podcast, I got to speak with the, with the best of the best people in the world. And you are a product of the five people you spend most of your time with. And that also helped me elevate my own self-confidence and self-esteem to that level. And one of the things that David Meltzer um, said to me when I was um, having a catch up with him is that um, he said that, you know, um, most people who have achieved a lot, whether it's in sports, whether it's LeBron James or, or whoever, you know, or, or in, in movies or film or TV or, or in business, they all have this belief that um, I, I must be what I can be. So, so that is the belief that now I live with, that I must be what I can be. Um, you know, why should I limit my own um, mindset? So I no longer do it. Um, also, one of the book that I read in 2020, I highly recommend it. And it is called It's All in Your Head by Russ. Russ mm. is the rapper. Um, it is oh. amazing. It's very it's, short. It's, it's all very, in your head. It's all in your head. And, and then the subtitle is um, Get Out of Your Own Way or something like that. But wow. it's, it's I would highly recommend as an audiobook. But since he's a rapper, he just speaks amazingly Like because he can and he has put his music into it and everything it's just one hour and 20 minutes so it won't take you long um audiobook highly highly recommended Hey. Yes. I lost Not you. A problem? Yeah, all good. Yeah, sorry about that. Let's... No, no problem. All good. Uh, all good. Yeah, something happened. So Okay, so just you were talking about the rapper. Just take it yes. from there and then we're we're almost we're almost done. So yeah. Yes. So yeah, just talking about the one of the book I read and if if you want to read a book on mindset, that is just the one book I would recommend and that is um it's all in your head by Russ it's amazing. Awesome. Awesome. Well, very short, just one and a half hour or one hour, 20 minutes. Wow. Uh, 
he is he's really good um in fact he's on multiple podcasts he goes and speaks and he's like a <laughs> he's better than most inspirational gurus out there cool well i think that's a great great place to end it there sam thanks for your yes. time man this has been a great not a problem this has been amazing now you got me thinking too much <laughs> <laughs> dangerous when jari thinks just so you know but uh, yeah <laughs> it's good man it's good you never know what time. what gifts world would get when you get start thinking so <laughs> yeah you always got to think yeah good stuff man thanks for listening to the entrepreneur ethos podcast i hope you enjoyed this episode as much as i did creating it my hope is that you learn something that can make you a little bit better if you enjoyed the podcast please do share it with friends and review it on apple podcasts or spotify you can also join my email list by visiting theentrepreneurethos.com to get my thoughts on what I'm doing to get better, as well as what I'm working on. You can also pick up my book, The Entrepreneur Ethos, if you want to learn the traits, values, and beliefs that I think we need to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient entrepreneur, and frankly, world community. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at The Daily MBA, and let me know if you have any questions or or recommendations for a guest you'd like me to talk to. Also, drop me a note if you try anything we talked about on this or any other episode. I'd love to hear what's working for you. Until next time, keep getting better. <laughs>